Nestled in the cradle of humankind is the lion and safari park. And a, a visit to this region is incomplete without a visit to the lion and safari park. And we're very pleased to be chatting to the head of animal care. We normally get the marketing person or the public relations person, but what a lovely perspective we're looking forward to chatting to Shando Laurenti. The Lion Park is an established tourist destination. It's well-loved by locals, well-known by foreigners alike. And it's become popular for all and sundry and has been around for more than 50 years, having moved to the cradle of humankind in July 2016. It's now a world-class facility and it does offer quite an exceptional experience. We're chatting to Shandor Laurenti, who's an animal carrier and a social media personality and has been part of the parks team for the last 16 years. He heads up the animal care division in the park and again, a well-known personality on, in the social media circuits. And he shares his relationship with the animal family at the park through his social feeds. Shandor, I'm looking for you already on, on Insta. Uh, it's not always that we have a social media personality whose focus is animals. So it's really such a pleasure to have you on the show with us. Thank you so much for having me this morning. So Shando, an animal carer, I mean, that's a very special title. What does that entail? What does waking up there mean for you? Well, firstly, let me start by saying, you know, the park is an incredible space and it has such a diverse range of, of wildlife uh, that people are able to see. So I work on the team uh, that helps look after all of the animals we have here at the park. So the best part about it is with wildlife, no two days are ever the same. Yeah, I, I think it's just a, a great a great way to kind of get out of, you know, the regular nine to five. It's a, It's a good option. Absolutely. And I'm looking at every picture on your Instagram feed, which is just perfect because you look happy and you're surrounded by animals and the best, best shots. It's no wonder that you are, you know, a, a social media personality because these pictures are just so precious and, and one falls in love with the views and, and the kindness in the eyes of these animals as I scroll through Shandor. Most definitely. And I think that's something, you know, we've really tried to create here at the park is that that close connection with the animals. So when people visit, you know, they they see the animals that um, they're seeing on our social feeds, they're creating that relationship with them. And it, it creates a different kind of perspective and a different kind of understanding of the animals. And I think people connect with it more, which is, I think, you know, why people love the park so much. So, Shando, I'm curious to hear what is your what is what does your job entail at the park? So it's it's a little bit of uh, two worlds. Um, I obviously help care for the animals um, on the day to day stuff, everything from feeding, um, looking after them when they're sick, uh, if there's anything that's injured, um, and then I also you know uh, work on the social media aspects of it, so content creation and that kind of side of things. So. I kind of get the best of best of both worlds. And have you found that just pushing the feed on the on the park on social media has increased your numbers and created more awareness of the work that you do? 
I think it's definitely created more awareness. We do get a lot of people that have visits to the park to, you know, see specific animals or they've, they've found us on social media. So I think in terms of, uh, you know, the marketing aspect, I think social media is nowadays a key role in getting out there, getting into people's faces and making them aware of the establishments, the institution and, you know, what they can expect when they actually get here. So, Shindo, what would you say are some of the highlights that you've experienced and what can you entice our listeners about? Because our listeners are looking for things to do in the cradle of humankind. Why should they come to you? If people are looking for something to do in the cradle of humankind, I think the Lion and Safari Park is most definitely one of the best options. There's such a diverse range of activities to do, everything <clears throat> from you know, a leisurely self-drive um, up to our guided tours that range from one hour tours up to our three hour safari tours. Um, we also have the Alex tour experience, which is a really cool activity where you get to go with one of our trainers, Alex Laurenti, um, and really get up close and personal with some of the animals. You're obviously behind a, a cage, but you get to see him interact and he, he shows you how he builds that relationship with them. We also have a number of other activities which um, are fairly new to the park, like our horseback safaris, which I absolutely love. I think horseback is such a great way to experience wildlife. It's completely different to, you know, a traditional it game drive. It's like a completely different experience because it's not normally done. And uh, we've just done one in the South Coast in KZN. And I tell you, it's incomparable because when you're in a, in a game vehicle and when you're on a horse, there's a different commune that happens. Uh, it's really quite special. Most definitely. And I think, um, you know, the animals are a lot more relaxed when you're on horseback. So you kind of, in a way, feel a part of nature. Um, you can feel the horse, you can feel that movement. And it's such a great experience for people to to really kind of connect with nature. Um, for me, it's it's an incredible activity. And if you're feeling a little bit more adventurous of the park, we have the the quad bike safaris as well. Uh, which is also a little bit more of an adventurous activity, but great for families. And then, you know, upcoming, we have uh, Father's Day is coming up this weekend. And we have a really, really great, on the 18th, a really great package for for fathers. So all fathers actually receive like a 50% discount. So if people are looking for something to oh, do wow. in the cradle this weekend, you know, it's a it's a great, great option. And then for anyone obviously looking for year and functions with a little bit of a difference, um, the park is a great option for that. Accommodating small or large groups, you know, rather than having a traditional lunch, come have it out in the bush. Uh, enjoy an experience um, and a little bit of Africa right on the doorstep of Johannesburg. Well, it sounds pretty tempting, Shandor, and it sounds like an experience. Um, you know, I've been to your park and we've been back several times. And it's, uh, it's possible to do that. It's not a once-off visit because it's constantly changing and there's so many offerings. So I'm so glad that you could join us today. Before we say goodbye to you, we just want to hear what is the reason why people continue to come back to the Lion and Safari Park? And why has it grown in popularity over this period of time? I mean, it's 50 years old. It's not lost its charm. What do you think is the secret to the success of this park? I think the, the Lion and Safari Park is a well-established organization in the lives of many South Africans. We've, we've grown up with it, most of us. Uh, most people in Johannesburg growing up have visited the park at some point. And 
The great thing about the park is there's always something new to see. And people are living a very fast-paced, busy life now. So I think, you know, with it being on the doorstep of Johannesburg, it's the perfect escape out of the hustle and bustle of the city without it being a massive drive away. So I, I, I really think that's the charm. And I, anyone who, you know, is just looking for a day out, out of the city, I highly recommend the Lion and Safari Park, whether you're young, old, whether you want an adventure or a more relaxed day, there's absolutely everything here for you all in one spot. Well, if that isn't a call to action, Shando, I don't know what is. You have a new fan and a new follower in me on Instagram. And I love Thank those you so pictures much. that you posted. And I'm looking forward to the feed going forward. Shando, what a pleasure to have you with us and, and you know, to be given the opportunity to shine a spotlight on the Lion and Safari Park and the excellent work that all of you do there. Thank you for the generous gifts that you've offered us for our listeners. And I'm sure that there's going to be great excitement regarding these tickets. Thank you so much once again for having me on the show. It's not often that we get to talk to a pharmacist about restaurants and books and vintage clothing. And uh, I think it takes a Renaissance woman with a lot of different dimensions to her character and her business plan to be able to have such diverse business interests. You know, I have we have a pharmacist in our family and he's a very serious person and it's all about thought capital and research. So it's refreshing to be chatting to Hanley this morning. She is uh, first and foremost sees herself as the mother to her children and uh, has what sounds like an idyllic life in a rustic homestead in Hegpurt on the foothills of the Mahalis Mountains. Hanley, from a beef farm to a store owner and, and not selling anything relating to apothecary or the chemist. I'm, I'm really intrigued and I'm looking forward to our chat. Welcome. Thank you. Thanks a lot for that great introduction, Janet. <clears throat> it's a pleasure. So I want to hear about your journey firstly, Hanley, and how you came to be from a, a potch graduate to owning Melon Rouge Eatery and Antiques. Well, it started uh, quite a while, 30, 33 years ago. Well, before that, when I drove through the little town of Mahalis, I always uh, saw it on my way to the university as a place, a nostalgic place with uh, lots of little shops and art. And then I decided to open uh, my first pharmacy here in Mahalisburg, and that's 33 years ago. About 12 years after that, um, I established Melon Rouge which is an eatery, but um, more than that, as I say, we, we have regular, regular art exhibitions. We carry a, a range of vintage clothing, uh, safari suits for men, even. Uh, oh, small... wow. No ways. <laughs> yes. That's really a blast from the past. You can't believe it. A small wedding boutique with vintage uh, wedding dresses, a lot of books. I've got a, I'm actually a pharmacist with a book problem. I've got a lot of uh -huh. books, visiting, uh, secondhand books. Uh, we have antiques, uh, quirky few things. And the whole idea is for people to just experience. Um, it's not just eat or drink, or it's experience the area, experience nature. It's an outdoor restaurant. Uh, we also have indoor seating for windy or rainy days. But people love 
sitting under the wild olive trees having a cup of coffee or a glass of wine. It sounds wonderful. It sounds like a, a spot we have here in the Western Cape, which is in Darling, called Evita Saparan. It's just got this. It is special. And uh, if you're that kind of bookie person who also has a penchant for all those things that are antique, I think that um, it will be quite special to be able to compare the two and pick up ideas from each side. And it sounds quite ideal. So, (laughs) yes, absolutely, a must visit spot. So, Hanley, I also want to hear now you made this migration from being a pharmacist and running a pharmacy to having this beautiful antique shop. What can our listeners expect to see and buy when they come to you? Well, um, as I say, the everything um, is on sale. Um, we also have a little telephone booth with people love a red, red telephone booth taking selfies <laughs> with. Yes. Um, some people even use some of the hats as a dress-up. Um, we've got antique furniture, you know, so you can find pieces there for your house, um, art, and obviously the clothing as well. The books, uh, you know, that's a you you never walk out there without the books. We've got books from ten rand, so you you find them all there. So it sounds like there's a few suppliers in your establishment, Hanley. That there's a, a sort of a cooperative space that you've created. Yes, that's that's the feeling um, I wanted to create um, to cater mm. also for lots of different interests, and um, you know it's it's more like a museum because uh, people bring their kids there, they walk through, they show them a typewriter. Uh, we also have a vinyl shop so they can listen to a, a, a record. You know that people don't I'm know. Vinyl. They don't know what it is nowadays. The the youngsters. So, well, vinyl uh, is definitely becoming retro. It's making a, it's making a comeback, and there's a sort of a cult following for all things vinyl. Yes, they're even printing new vinyl records. Yes, so it's definitely making a. There's a rebirth of vinyl, and that's pretty exciting, especially so for the Janet, maybe I'm before the trend. <laughs> I'm before the trends. I think so. I think you're a trendsetter, Hanley, definitely. So besides the the books, et cetera, you also have some activations on site. There's a slow exhibition that you do. There's some poetry readings and some readings. Tell us a little bit about that, Hanley. Are these happening all the time? I must tell you about the slow art movement. Um, we are one of the only, um, I think, the only place in South Africa that's partake in the slow art uh, exhibitions. It's once a year, and it's a mm-hmm. it's an international drive to get people to stop and look at art. You know that they have done some investigations and they found that even people who go into <coughs> all the trouble to go and look at the Mona Lisa, for instance will only spend a few seconds looking at that beautiful portrait because it's just something they want to tick off a list. I've seen them on a list. list. Yes. They they don't look at it and experience it. And this is what the slow art movement is about. So um, the past year, we've actually had a very interesting um, exhibition and the art of ugliness. We had a... um, 
a painting, a huge painting of an elderly man sitting in front of a mirror. And it's not a pretty sight, sorry to mm-hmm. say. And then we had a, a, next to it just a, a portrait of, of a face of a beautiful person. And, um, you know, people actually, when they see the ugly or the, the it's not ugly, it's beautiful, but still it's, it's disturbing. If they look at that, the elderly person sitting in front of a mirror, they had to stop and they and they look deeper and then conversation starts happening and um you know uh, your thoughts carry you and that's what slow art is all about and that's why i love participating in it 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 stops you in your tracks it makes you look at things again not just tick it off a list i've seen it and go on interesting but you're also involved in quite an innovative new maybe not so new experience called Mahali's Rocks the Cradle. And it's an annual weekend festival that's coming up in August. It's enough lead time for our listeners to be able to pack a bag and do some budgetary planning to get there. So please tell us about that before we say goodbye to you. Oh, thanks, um, Janet. Um, this is, this is a, p- a passion because it involves <laughs> our whole town. Uh, we are about 90 businesses in Mahalisburg and surrounds that forms part of the Mahalis Business Forum. And we run this annual festival every every year, the last weekend in August. And it involves the whole area. Most people ask us, where is it? And that's the question we can't answer because it's all over. It's different venues. Um, some I've explained now of my own venue but there's there's about sometimes even up to 50 different venues participating we are in our eighth year running and it's not just Mahalisburg, the little strip of town it's the whole area mm-hmm. some if i can mention some of the highlights this year um it will be the black horse brewery market wine tasting uh, 40 different wine stools we nearly have as many as you have there in the cave uh, beer, gin tasting. Uh, we have an Italian ice cream factory in Mahalisburg. Um, Bambini. Oh, awesome. <laughs> they will have ice cream tastings. We also have a huge agricultural festival over the same weekend, the Crip Festival, part of Mahalisburg. Mm-hmm. And you know, John Deere is 100 years old this year. Amazing. So they will be doing some tractor demonstrations. Um, I have to uh, ask, Hanley, yes. have you spoken to the creators of the Bull range to please come to this festival as well? Because if you're going to have John Deere, then it's only fair. And, and the men are going to be so busy with that. It's only fair that you also have this line of clothing represented. That sounds a great idea. I love that line of clothing. <laughs> and the ads especially. <laughs> oh, the ads are so much fun. It's really doing a lot for the Afrikaans culture and certainly earning some fans you wouldn't normally have earned. Um, it's it's really a fun campaign. I'll mention that. But it's a whole weekend there at the Crip um, Festival. Uh, even um, big names like Steve, Steve Hofmeyer, Yoki Lowe, they will be performing there. And but we don't only have uh, drinks and eats and shows. Mm-hmm. We also have a um, 
uh, mountain bike and uh, trail options. Uh, Mahalis rocks the cradle graven and mountain bike trail meander. Um, 70, 45 and 25 kilometers. Also walks. You can walk, run or hike with the trail options 17, 11 and 6 kilometers. Um, something else that you might find quite interesting is our, we have a donkey dairy in Machalisburg <laughs> where um, people can go and feed baby goats, donkey rides, horse rides, tastings of donkey milk. Yes, it's oh, true. That's interesting. It's really interesting. <laughs> yes, and then oh, all over, you know, we've got bull harabs here with the hot air balloons. Mm. But uh, African hills, big five game drives, bush walks. We're also very rich in history. So we've got historical talks and walks and classes, workshop tastings. I think uh, for your listeners, if they consider coming to Mahalis, uh, for Mahalis Rocks the Cradle, the thing now to do is start finding accommodation for that weekend. Um, in advance. Yes, we have a lot to offer from five stars hotel, game lodges, guest houses, camping, glamping, farm stays. So I think a good idea would be to start look at, at accommodation and then fill your program for the weekend. Well, it sounds like it could be a wonderful weekend with everything from hot air ballooning to donkey milk tasting, honey. <laughs> Interesting, and of course, jointly and tractorized. Have you done it yet? I have to ask. Not the milk tasting, but the rest, yes. Okay, so it's. Uh, I'm. I'm interested to know what that tastes like. You know, we as humans, change is always. Uh, we have to get our heads around it, but uh, certainly an interesting service offering at the Mahalis Rocks, the Cradle. Sounds like it's going to be loads of fun, Hanley, and well done on this great initiative. Wonderful chatting to you. Looking forward to visiting this quaint, quirky, I will feel like I'm on the set of Seven Line kind of memorabilia bookshop. And well done on all the initiatives that you've undertaken in the area. You really are an asset to the community and an asset to our show today because you've given us a nice overview of what we can expect in the Mahalis cradle area. Thank you so much, Hanley, and a great weekend ahead to you. Thanks, Janet. Thanks for having me.